yeah, I mean, I would just cut all their hair off, right? It's just Wally, he's stopping from doing it. Broadcasting from Essex, it is the 1st of July 2021. You're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $34,000. I'm your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair messy, Joe Memet. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Hello, messy, or messy, or hair messy, or messy hair. <laughs> All of the above. Did you hear that Lionel Messi is now a free agent and I hear that Southend United are in the lead to um, <laughs> snap him up? What are they giving him? The freedom of the city? The freedom oh, of the city, absolutely. The yeah. Everything here well, is his. I, right, I mean, the, the thing I find extraordinary about him and Ronaldo, right, is that they're too old. I mean, I, it's quite sad to sort of say, right, that <laughs> they're, they're too, too old. old. That's it, that's it. write them off. That's the end of the show. Well, they are. I mean, look, listen, we know, right, I, I, we're football fans, right? We, yeah. we know when you get to 32 years old, you, you finish, your career's finished, basically speaking. And these guys are like, they're still up for the Ballon d'Or, they're still up for the Player of the Year, Player of the Year. You, you know what I mean? They just, they just can't go away. That, that, what do I keep telling you, right? People should retire. They should know when to retire. We, we're talking about industry. And yet Ronaldo and Messi are the big problem of today's football in fraternity <laughs> as well. Because they're just, they're just there. They're, they're, they're the FIFA's and UEFA's um, pin-up boys, right? They should just bugger off, basically speaking. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know I mean? I, that stunned me. That state. How can you say? How can you say that these two people, still the top of their industry, should just go away now? Because is it because they're making everybody else look bad? Is that what it is? No, no. It's they're actually sort of suppressing the industry. Really, they're really they're actually stopping the industry from progressing because you know, think about it, right? We had the ESL recently, yeah, and and they and there was a big uproar about it. We talked about it briefly, yeah. And and now, right, UEFA and the FA right, are shown to be more corrupt than, than ever before. They're charging £800 to, for the European Championship final, Aaron. £800. How is a normal supporter going to get a chance to see that? And at the same time, they, UEFA is asking the, the British government, right, for 2,500 dignitaries of their, of their own night choosing to come into the country... Without quarantine, without anything, disease. Go to the game. Yeah, right. So a jeopardy. again, and, and, you know, and and I believe right, Ronaldo and UEFA, because they're the spokesperson for these uh, representatives organisations, they're part of the problem. You, you have to, they have to go away. They have to disappear. They, they really have to. No, you know? I, I can't. I can't. I can't go with you on this one mate I mean if anyone right, deserves the money question. listen if anyone deserves the money from playing football it's the people that are the best at it and the people like Cristiano I, I Ronaldo and Messi but, yeah, if anyone doesn't deserve the money from the football it's all the bureaucrats at the top of the division so I don't believe they're I, representatives I, of I UEFA they're representatives you, fr- of humanity of what achievement is and what you can do if you dedicate all of your time and energy to being a specialist in one area at what, that's what, what, at what that's point who they though, represent at what not point you, do you give up Aaron? jesus no no at what point do you give up you say <laughs> when they're not when they're not the best at what they do anymore they're not I that guess. good though know? Aaron. they're not oh. that good so how many goals ronaldo scored this tournament he's got five it doesn't goals, matter doesn't matter. It's there. Like, he hasn't won nothing, right? No, you know, it's like listen, Kane, you're not, right? You're not all, getting around for all these... of me today. This this point no, is no, no. For all the goals Harry Kane scored for Tottenham, name me a winning goal. I'm not talking about Harry Kane. I started off with I'm Messi, and saying, you're saying right? ban Messi. What well, good okay, comes Messi, of like right? What's... Getting rid of Lionel Messi. You know, you know, in Spain, actually, what I found interesting about this was in Spain, they had a whole TV channel with a countdown dedicated to the second his contract expired, which is quite interesting. (laughs) I mean, he's he's an icon. He's, he's, you know, he's a worldwide global icon because football, Joe, knows no boundaries. It's the universal language of football. And everyone respects Messi. I'm sure he's a nice guy. 
I'm sure he's a wonderful ambassador. Yeah, he's but you want him to job. quit already. That's right. I want, I want to see a new face. <laughs> I want to see a new face. I don't want to worry about a 40-year-old footballer, right, who, who probably not good enough for the Conference League. I mean, Spanish League, right, we all know, right? It's, <laughs> what it's, it's what too... are you talking about? No, you've, you've lost the plot today, Joe. Let's get, no, you, off no, no, Let's no, get no. you off this subject. Let's change the subject because... <laughs> all right. I think, I think you need, yeah. They're just <laughs> too old. Bro. They're just too old. They're too old. They're too old. Right. Hang on. They're Move on. Move on. Joe, yeah. so right. then, mate, Go. what you've been up to this week? Um, the weather's been particularly atrocious. I oh, hope you've been God out almighty. walking them dogs in the rain. Oh, yeah. I mean, the other day, right, because it was uh, three days ago. Because, I, I, you know, I was I went out for a walk and, um, you know, it was just torrential downpour, mate. I mean, it really was. I, mean, look, I quite like walking in the rain, to be honest with you, but this was deluge. It really was deluge. It was it was incredible, it was absolutely incredible. Anyway, the the funny thing was was that I, I literally ran back home right, and um, and the dogs were sized behind me. I came in, and um, I thought I thought the dogs came in, but I saw one of them come in. Anyway, I saw like um, came in and um, took my clothes off and everything. Next bit, the doorbell, my doorbell goes intercom. I thought, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? It's like sort of seven thirty. And um, I looked on my video intercom, and it was Sam. Sam's the guy who lives uh, in a flat across the road to me above a shop. I said, what does he want? And, he, and he's pouring down rain, right? And he goes to me, Joe, I just saw Harley, and I brought him back. I forgot to bring Harley into the house. Yeah. <laughs> and Harley, Joe, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Harley was uh... outside the, the front door for about two minutes, right, getting wet. <laughs> Oh Poor my god! I mean, shot. that's re- very reminiscent of when David Cameron left his kids down the pub. Um, that's right. It's so, a right. yeah. I, I hope the RSPCA weren't called. No, I, I feel sorry for Sam. Lucky, 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 right? And saw Sam was um, sticking his head outside the window having a cigarette. And he saw, he saw Paul all over Harley outside. Mm. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, so then, yeah. um, did you hear the data that came out about you know it's pretty much guaranteed smoking prevents you from getting COVID? Did you hear that, or did I just oh, make that on. up? I did, did. No, no, no. Did I not say this earlier on? A bit last year. Mm. I, I, I told you this well before. Um, we started a podcast because David Ogden, the the, um, the artist, right? He was actually he, he actually wrote a letter to the Guardian, and they did not publish his letter, saying um, saying COVID, uh, smokers, right, actually prevents COVID. Because apparently the, the smoke, right, from your throat, yeah, you know, the the lining, whatever. I'm not going to get all sort of like technical about it, but it does prevent um, COVID. Mm. Really, and it also, like I said to you before, it prevents Alzheimer's and dementia too. But then yeah. you know, uh, we can all get a point to the cows come around. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a known fact, mate. That's a mm. known fact because everybody that died from COVID were non-smokers. Yeah, no, it was interesting. Um, it was quite because obviously you know the WHO um, reviewed this and they said that yes, um, smoking does of course increase your risk of severe COVID. Right, so. As we as we've learned over the last year, most of what the WHO says you can you can't believe it, and probably the opposite is yeah. also true. So yeah, uh, uh, okay, exactly, I'll take exactly. that. I'll take that yeah. position on that. Yeah. Also, another interesting stat I saw on Twitter, and this is from Public Health England. You'll enjoy this one. Um, of those t- per hundred thousand cases, uh, deaths per hundred thousand cases, two hundred and fifty have been from vaccinated people and only 71 people have died unvaccinated so what does that tell you don't get vaccinated (laughs) does doesn't it does say that so it's quite interesting you know how depending on what you shine a light on when it comes to stats and data and all that depends on what the story you want to tell right but, but I suppose I suppose in today's world though, right? No one does of anything anymore, right? Yeah, you know, no one does of a cold, a flu, you know, bad back or whatever, whatever, right? Or some illnesses. They're dying of COVID, right? So, you know, I, I kind of think that the, um, you know, again, a man-made problem in, in the fact that men are so perfect as as, as a specimen 
that we, we don't die from any ailments except COVID. Mm. I, I, I think they kind of cured the cold, they cured the flu, they cured pneumonia, they, they cured virtually everything. They could cure cancer now as well, but they can't cure COVID. And well, well, there was another bit of data that come out as well. It's, it's interesting how all this stuff's unravelling, you know, now, and, and people are not, you know, outraged about this, and yet they get outraged about, you know, people kneeling down before a football match yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, so Lisbon Court confirms citizens' position, uh, petition that Portugal's COVID death stats were fabricated. Only 152 people died of COVID, not 17,000. So right, I, yeah. I just think all these things are now starting to unravel. So what happens over the next 12 months, Joe, as, as governments and media and news, you know, try to you know, save people's uh, save people through the next pandemic and, you know, the, the disinformation, the misinformation. What do you think happens? Well, well I, you know, I, let, let, let me put it this way, right? You, we were talking earlier on, right, uh, and you kind of made a very good point uh, about the, um, we were talking about the weather, right, you know, being mm. awful and such, and you, you kind of made a point that uh, how a couple of people's data is, is influencing societies, right? Yeah. And I think you could put this into the same narrative, can't you? Yeah, it's yeah. a couple of people's A uh, couple of people that control the data and therefore yeah. they control policy or, or whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It's the same thing, really. It's like any business is the same, right? Just the details are different. And it's the same thing, you know, the, 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 the environmentalists with, yeah. with, uh, with COVID. I think it's just a couple of people. So it's about data. trust then, isn't it? It's like, do, yeah. can you trust those people that are actually supplying the data? Or are they being paid to find a certain data set? To shine a They've light been on, paid. They've been to paid. in all, yeah, to you yeah, know, yeah, to promote I, I, a certain groupthink yeah. or not, you know, because like I say, I've heard a lot of arguments about climate change, mate, and the only one I can really trust one hundred percent is the one with my own eyes, you know. In nineteen fifty-three, Canvey Island and and um, Adventure Island down at South End, we had a big flood. Right, and obviously you know where I live. I live in South End, right, which is the, the mouth yeah. of the estuary and all that kind of stuff. Well, if all these floods and things were going to be a huge issue, then don't you think we'd have had another flood in the last seventy odd years? And you're in a perfect place for it too. And I'm in the perfect right. place for it. So, yeah, like yeah, I say, yeah. I find it very difficult to trust these people talk about issues in other parts of the country that I can't see with my own eyes. I can only really put a balanced view on what I can see with my own eyes. And um, yeah, that's 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 why I'm, I I just don't want to, you know, that's why I don't want to get involved in all this stuff because I just think all of this no, stuff's a distraction, Joe. It is a distraction, but you know, you know I think look, I, I'm I'm a Mediterranean, right? I'm a Cypriot, as, as you know, and mm. and I always find that the British summers, right, really really dark. You know, the summertime blues was it really affected me because I, I, it was never. I used to always get depressed in the summertime, and I used to be more depressed in the uh, in the winter because it was too cold for me. But there was one year, one year particularly, where my whole world was the happiest that I, I could remember in, in this country in terms of weather, and that was in 1976, and when we had that heat wave mm. for about four months, right? It was, it was just absolutely. The worst thing is right. Since 1976, this country has never reached a height ever again since, right? Mm. And yet they get two good, two hot days, and it's pandemic. It's 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 uh, Armageddon. You mm. know what I mean? And yet for four months we had this most amazing. World. How old was you in 1976? Uh, minus two. <laughs> you you weren't even a, you weren't even the apple in your, in your dad's eye. No, right? Not not that stage. <laughs> But if you talk to anybody that was there, right, it was just the most amazing summer. I mean, I, I actually left school that year. Wow. And the West Indies were here. Um, and I, I couldn't get a job. So I started watching the uh, the cricket, the West Indies, with the great Michael Holder, the Viv Richards, all the other and, um, and they just completely thrashed England. But I just enjoyed watching from June to September. And then I got a job in September where, where, I, can, uh, where I started hairdressing. But it was just an amazing summer. And, and me and my friends, we were going out into Trafalgar Square, we were going to museums, we were going to galleries. Because, you know, 
you know, this is the thing that is when you're a kid, right? You've got no money, right? You sort of get one pound of bus rubber ticket so you could go all over London mm. and uh, for a pound, yeah. And we, me and my friend, we sort of go to these um, sort of, you know, cultural sites. But what we see, what we discover, right? These cultural, right, they used to, used to get these um, tourists, you know, sort of school trips, girls from America, a place like that. So you go and meet them and, you know, type of thing. So, so yeah, it was a fantastic summer, Aaron. It's mm. fantastic summer. Yeah. Anyway. Well, long may it continue because obviously June has been a big pile of shit if you've been in Essex. And especially if you uh, want to uh, move during June. We thought, oh yeah, we're moving June. Everything be fine. The weather be fine. Won't have to deal with any rainfall. And of course, we've just had a ridiculous amount of rain in June. And um, yeah. yeah, it made our whole house move just really, really uh, difficult. Yeah, and it's yeah. Anyway, going back to hairdressing, right? Yeah, I, go I, on, I, I want to tell you a story because we were talking about this um, this thing that we saw on um, on the, on Mail Online, right? This Trini Widdle thing. Was oh yeah, this, um, yeah. Let's bring that up. So there was a story yeah, that Joe sent over to me. Mail Online: Trini Woodall shares dramatic hair transformation as she debuts fuller brunette locks after using thickening products, getting highlights, and having a professional blow dry. So. So, but essentially, you think, oh, this is a good news story. It's come straight from a celeb's Instagram. You know, it's one of these puff pieces where they're just trying to fill content for the day. So they just go searching around Instagram. But on deeper inspection, what do we find out, Joe? That it was, it's a pile of shit. <laughs> no, in, in a way, yeah, but it's almost like it's a native ad for a hair brand from Paris called Sizzly. Um, and it's a native ad. And, and if you don't understand what a native ad is, a native ad, which is kind of passed off as news, so it goes in a newspaper, um, but it is actually essentially funded by by the actual, whether it be the celebrity, whether it be the brand behind it, to do a positive news story. You know, why do all the multi-billionaires end up buying newspapers, like Jeff Bezos with, um, is it the New York Post or the Washington Times or something? I don't know. Uh, one of the big newspapers over there, and it's it's so they can control a narrative, and it's so they can get a tax exemption from the PR and marketing side of their business. Do you know what I mean? They own yeah. a newspaper; it's free advertising. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it comes off your tax bill, doesn't it? If you um, if you actually own the newspaper, it all goes into. So yeah, so uh, I I found it interesting that you sent it over from a. A hairdressery story and then I actually yeah. looked into the analysts of oh hang on well, where's the advert come from like who's endorsing it what's the product turns out the product is um, nothing major but it only costs 144 pound for a 60 mil vial of, um, of oil basically so um, there you go uh, no, I mean, what, what kind of got my attention right was that yeah. here here was a woman right, who's had her hair attended to by all sorts of professionals, from colorists to the to the to the blow dryers to the finishing touches, all thing, right? Mm. And she's trying to make that like she's doing it herself because you know the, the pictures are all like, in a in a sort of wardrobe, you know, you see pictures. It's not like she's making done it herself, like you know what I mean. Yeah. So again, I sort of looking at the advertising point of view, that is false advertisement, right? Mm. And um, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, are people that stupid to to fall for it, yeah. you know, do you know what I mean? That, that's what I, I was sort of thinking. But it kind of reminds me of a, one of the greatest advert, uh, advertising campers I've come across, I heard about actually. Mm. Do you want to hear it? Uh, well, yeah, one second, just something I want to add to that. So, yeah, I mean, do people fall for this? This is stupid, right? So, just yeah. to put it into perspective, she's obviously had hundreds of pounds worth of colour, styling done to her hair, and the whole piece of the, uh, the whole point of the whole piece is no, it's nothing to do with the hairdresser and the hair colorist that did the hair. It's all to do with this little potion of oil that you can buy for 144 pound. Yeah. Nothing to do with yeah. the the two professionals that have made can her hair look that, like can that. You mention, can you mention that price again? It's a hundred. Well, actually, it was 166 pound on the website, but for some reason, doing a discount probably. For all the Daily Mail readers out there, get a, 
you know, nineteen pound. I mean, if you think about it, right? I mean, you, mm. you know what the interesting thing is, right? You know, you know, my my wife's in Northern Ireland, right, at the mm. moment, and there, there was a girl there, uh, Megan, uh, who who's a friend of um, my wife's twin sister, and I, I met Megan a few years ago. She was a hairdresser in Northern Ireland, a nice girl, very nice. She was a good hairdresser actually, mm. and I was talking to her, and she's actually given up hairdressing. Wow, why is that? Right. Because there was no money in it, right? Mm. And, and I said to her, what, what do you mean? Because she was charging for a blow dry in, in this town in um, in Cold Rain, opposite the uh, Port Rush uh, Gold Course, right around that area. Mm. 15 pounds of blow dry, Aaron. 15 mm. pounds. You know, and we, we actually calculated it takes about, it costs about 18 pounds, you know, with the, the wear mm. and the electricity, water, and all that, for, to, to actually make any, a minimum price of about 18 quid. Right? But this is in Ireland, so, though, right? Yeah. But no, but, well, price is still part of the UK, right? We're talking yeah. about uh, across the board, you know, the, the UK. So 15 pounds, you actually minus three pounds mm. for every blow dry you do. Yeah. So she actually sort of said, uh, she, she actually, um, Given up now, mm. completely given up. She works in a restaurant. Yeah, well, which is yeah. what you were saying as well. You were saying well, that earlier. This on is this is what I've been privilege. saying. That, you know, this is what I've been saying for years during my time at the MH Fed. If the average salary of a hairdresser goes down to below a certain level, then we're all going to be working for Tesco's and Sainsbury's or or Amazon. You know, this goes back to a blog I wrote back in 2012, mate, just after the financial crisis where I kind of predicted, you know, that this would 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 happen. As as people's disposable income diminishes, they're not going to be able to afford these services which go up ridiculously because of inflation over time. Um yeah. And and going back to the Daily Mail piece, I mean, I've I've just scrolled through at the bottom in order to make the story trend She's basically Trini is basically saying there's a link between hair loss and COVID. So you see how all these things are being tied together. Now, now COVID is now responsible for hair loss. So all of this is just smoke and mirrors. And it does remind me in the 80s, um, you know, when the AIDS, AIDS crisis happened, AIDS was just attributed to everything. If they didn't have an answer, Oh, it's probably AIDS or HIV. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like yeah. these are the these are the implications of this virus. Do you know what I mean? So, I but I think that's I, I think that's so low to now use the fear of the public with COVID to try and explain hair loss because, well, of course, anything that damages your immune system is going to end up being shown in your hair, right? But but who is she targeted? I mean, 160 pounds for a product, Aaron, right? I mean, I'm seriously right. I, I mean, if I was going bald, right, which, you know, at my age, I'm losing hair, I wouldn't spend that much money because I know one thing. Going bald or hair loss, right, is an internal problem. So no matter what you put on your hair, no matter what you put on your scalp, yeah. it's not going to cure it. Exactly. But that's my point, isn't it? It's about uh, yeah, the yeah. hair's an external indicator of your internal health. So if your hair is falling out for one reason or another... You take away before you add. You you look at what you're consuming. You look at all of that stuff first before you go out and spend 160 it, it, quid on a product that's gonna exactly do exactly. Even even hair transplant, that, yeah. you know, it just that makes makes sense. But but can't tell you, talk to about can't tell you what the um, yeah. What go and opinion. tell that story. Tell that story now, mate. Yeah. Now now we right. now we've connected the show to hair at some point. We we're now we're now able to use the term to, salonomics, to, to, right? All right. I can't to justify it. When when I was when I first started my my, uh, my business, right, I was looking at an advertising campaign to to really push the uh, the it was called Joe Carroll, but the you know my brand uh, mm. with my investors at, at the time, right? And I, I kind of briefly knew Kate Moss through through um, sort of the club scene. I, I sort of looked into with her agency, you know, sort of seven hundred fifty thousand pounds. But anyway, this um, PR right uh, lady, Nina Rich, she told me. A story that she she came across in um, New York, and uh, uh, there was a well-known hairdresser. I mean, fabulously super wealthy hairdresser, right, right, daddy, and he, he made himself a big mark, right. What he did, he opened his salon in uh, one of the big department stores. Now, he was inventively unknown. Okay, so what mm. he did, he got this journalist to go to a competitor competitor to have her hair restyled. Okay. 
Mm. So imagine she went there with sort of like hair down to um, to, to the back of her to the bottom of her spine, right? Which is about what um, 12, 13 inches, right? Mm. And and she's still like discussing with this one, this uh, salon, right? What she what she wanted something dramatically different, right? So he, he cut about four inches off, right? She didn't like it. She didn't like it. So she goes to another another competitor. She goes to this salon and says, I want something um, completely different. So he cuts about four inches off. So he, by this time, right, so he's gone from the bottom of her spine, he's mm. gone to her shoulder leg, right? Mm. With two, two salons, okay? Then she goes to another salon. Okay, and so it says, I want something different, blah, 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 blah. And she's going as a mystery shopper, by the way, right? She's not a right. journalist, not doing research, she's going as a mystery shopper. And, um, and and she's working her way up to this sort of, sort of finale. And again, so he cuts it, sort of like a, a, a bob, etc. But it wasn't anything spectacular. Then she goes to her employer, the person who's actually employing her to do the market research. And what he does, right? What do you think he did to her hair? What he did was trim it, because she went to three different hairdressers, who, who chopped an awful lot off, and what he did, he just tweaked it. Mm. And guess what? She loves it. No. She loves it. She 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 starts raving about him. She starts always saying all the positives about him. At the same time, slagging all the other hairdressers off. Yeah. Right. And, all, and one thing about New York, um, the hairdressers in New York, right, the, the, the New Yorkers do, they do give hairdressers an opportunity to shine. So if there's someone writes about them, people will go to that person once. So it's mm. up to them, right, to keep it, keep it, um, to keep them, which is much more difficult in this country. And anyway. So, so, what, do you learn, well, so what do you learn from this then? What, what I learned, right, is how clever marketing could actually make a hairdresser really mm. without really sort of trying too hard I mean it was it was quite ingenious it really was very very um, clever and, and and it improved the point as well right that uh, and he is a great hairdresser he, he married a, he married a billionaire he's a billionaire himself now and he had a great product as well it's got a great brand I'm not going to mention it but you know you could probably google and research it yourself but it was very clever marketing, and it was thinking outside the box, Aaron. So, what did you that do? Was, I want to know what I want to know what that what type of marketing well, campaign. Well, I, I actually, you I actually wanted, to, I actually wanted to do the same thing, right? right? I actually wanted to go down that line myself, but we we didn't, right? We, unfortunately, we didn't. Do you know what I mean? Because I already had a clientele anyway, and then, you know, don't forget, right? This hairdresser, he wasn't a local New Yorker. You know what I mean? He mm. was he was French, or, or, or French origin, well French Lebanese origin, right? So um, he needed that push, uh, uh, as much as he can possibly get pushed. Um, but I didn't I didn't use it, but it did sort of like strike me as very very ingenious um, marketing, mm. really. Yeah, now I saw a good quote on Twitter the other week. It was, "You don't need to be salesy if you've got good marketing." And I think that's yeah. quite profound um, when you actually analyse it. You know, it goes back to that whole idea of, you know, you don't sell a bed, you sell a good night's sleep. Yeah. And that's the yeah. difference in marketing and, and, and marketing actually really powerful. I mean, and obviously, you know, I've, I've spoken to you on about about this on the show. I'm struggling with the marketing for Go Salon. And it was just interesting that, that Neil said to us the other day, maybe let's get a, a you know, a chief marketing officer on the board, you know, get, get them involved in the company and, and stuff like that. And, you know, and, you and, and how I far have we gone with that idea? Well, not obviously. Um, obviously, I've got some ideas, and um, I'm, I'm reaching out to a few people at the moment. So, yeah, watch this space. But I did come well, up can with I, my can own. I play your, can, I, can I play your commercial? Well, yeah, I, that's what I was going to do. Now I've got it all set up. It might sound better. Are you tired with having to compete with the internet on price? Well, Go Salon created a system that means you don't have to. 
GoSalon is a web app that enables professionals to provide a user-friendly online ordering system for not only their services, Sexy but for their voice. expert recommendations. GoSalon gives you four more opportunities to recommend your favorite retail products to your clients. GoSalon increases the amount of products that you can sell to your customers. You can sell those products to your customers for the same price as the internet with no extra work. GoSalon is open 24 seven and is found on your client's home screen. Sell whatever, whenever, to whoever you want. It's so simple to set up. Just go to gosalon.uk, enter your email address, reserve your namespace, and we will do the rest. Do it today, become part of the retail revolution. Go Salon, make retail easy. So what do you think? Does that, does that tell you what it is? I think it's very good, but you know, I actually stopped it at one minute, right? Mm. Because it goes on for a lot longer than one minute. No, right? it don't. Yeah, no, it's it... a one. The whole thing's one minute. Whole thing is one minute. Well, it just it stopped at um, one minute. Are you sure? I'm absolutely positive. I, I spent I spent a couple of hours on it. Maybe, maybe it should be thirty seconds then. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this is the point, isn't it? I got I've got a lot to get across in in one minute. And when you hear other adverts on podcasts, you know they can be up to two minutes, mate. You know, just like talking about this and talking about that and what it does and how to, you know. So I really I've tried to tick all the boxes. I've tried to get across what the thing is. Why go salon exists? Because people are tired it, of competing the, uh, the internet. The golden rule is the first five seconds, isn't it? The first five seconds. Uh, no, I it. think it's slightly different in in terms of long long form podcasts. Certainly, when you, you're trying to explain a new bit of technology. Because I love this quote from Henry Ford. Right, Henry Ford. He said, "If I'd have asked the public what they wanted, they would have just said faster horses." Right, because the car wasn't a new... Yeah, the car wasn't, wasn't invented. Thing, Steve Jobs well, said exactly invented, the same. It, he said, if I'd have asked the public what they would have wanted, they would have wanted a better Walkman. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or a faster Walkman or a smaller Walkman. So the point is, you know, when you're trying to create something that's so brand new, it's so hard to distill all that into five seconds, you know. So... I, I was hoping that a minute would be okay and get get it across, but I would love some feedback from any of you people out there. Listen to this ad, and I'll put it. I'll insert it here, Joe. Um, yes. Once you've heard it, please let me know. Can you tell me? Can you describe it? You know, after you've listened to the the oh, buddy, what's buddy? Buddy's just started barking in the background. Can you describe it on listening to the advert? Can you? understand or know what it is that i'm trying to do anyway that's all um that's my no no it'd be quite over. good to get a, a, um, a people's opinion actually because you know me i i will always praise it i'll always be um you know sort of like maybe too bit too subjective rather than objective um, yeah in my opinions of it you know because yeah so I, so I someone hearing it. it for the first time you know that doesn't know what go salon is hasn't heard our conversations mm-hmm. about the amazon salon hasn't heard our conversation about making retail easy for customers and clients and you know not having to deal with the salesman and dealing with a stock room and holding tons of stock when you don't need to and risking all that capital and investing all that money up front in a product you don't know is going to sell we, you know they've all heard but anyone that hasn't heard I would love to because I'm, I'm like I say I'm still struggling to get that thing I have got a couple of uh, proper marketers on board and um, you know they're they're doing a bit of work with me at the moment trying to get it across but yeah so so I will know if I've nailed it Joe if people I... can email us or get on telegram download telegram if you haven't yet yeah, it's a fantastic resource um, telegram and search for salonomics and um, yeah Tell us, tell us what you think now. Yeah, yeah, I sort of like it's, it's sort of direct marketing, I suppose, isn't it? So you get. Um, well, that's what know, a podcast a is. You know, we've got an all, we've got, we've built up quite an audience now, Joe, and you know we're on our fortieth show, um, and I think people, I think people like to be involved in stuff. You know, so we've been getting some feedback, and people reach out to us, and you know, we've even had a listener offer, um, offer to take us for a round of golf, which is amazing, right? Oh yes, that's right. Oh, so Robert. it just shows you the power of like long form podcasting, and that you know Joe Rogan was was right, and Adam Curry was right. 
<laughs> and Eric Taylor was right. And yeah, yeah. Everybody's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Podcasting no, is powerful. Like I say, you can listen to a podcast while doing the dishes or doing the hoovering or, you know, it's one of those things. So, yeah, that was, um, it, you know, it's quite interesting in the fact that, you know, when I, when I walk my dogs right, you know, I'm, mm. going, I'm done with sort of saying boring old fart while walking my dogs because yeah. that's what I do three times a day. Um, no one really knows what I do, what what I did, you know. I mean, mm. no, I, I don't really tell them I do I do podcasts. I don't really tell them I'm a hairdresser or anything like that. You know, like I said, it's just doggy talk, you know. With, you know, there's kind of, you know, it's just doggy talk all the time, mm. and and lately of football as well, things like that. And and there was a there was a girl, um, not yet, yes, it was yesterday actually. I um, I I kind of always see her in the mornings at a certain time. Really attractive girl. She's stunning hair actually. And it, it, she had this kind of like, who's that um, Brazilian model? I could never um, pronounce her name. Giselle Bundesen, whatever her name is. Yeah. What I mean. yeah, I know. Giselle. 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 I've done her hair. Yeah. You've done her hair, did you? did you? Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. The stunning hair, right? Mm. Well, it's quite fine. Anyway. But, um, but yes, yeah, she's gorgeous. It, does, it doesn't matter when you look as good but, as Giselle. She could be wearing a anyway, she's, she's got mean. this type of hair, just so beautiful, naturally sun-kissed, colours. I, I yeah. didn't sort of say to her, like, you know, you got beautiful hair, or anything like that. I mean, she was a very attractive girl. I mean, I, I sort of, like, said to her yesterday, you know, morning, she said to me, because the first time I actually sort of spoke to her, normally, like, if we walk past, and she's she's going to work when I'm walking my dog, she, and I always give her away type of thing, and she always says thank you, and I say, you know, to, anyway, to, yesterday, she, she walked past, and... Um, I said to her morning, he says to me, did you see the game last night? <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, she does, she, and we talked about football. Yeah, right? well, fantastic. Oh, can I just play you something? I've seen Go some on. great memes this week. Obviously, uh, we're, we're, we're celebrating England's win over the Germans. Um, yeah, did I send you this meme? The uh, Anyway, uh, let me just play it for you. Yes. So there's a picture of Gareth Southgate picking up the phone. And uh, Derek Trotter, he's yeah, he's on the other end. It. Yeah, I got it. I got. It. I, yeah, this send it to me. Yeah, I'll just play it for the for the listeners. So it's just Gareth Southgate's on the phone with Derek Trotter, and he's, he's just smiling. That's it. There you go. Something really simple. He's turned the, the record player up. Yeah. yeah. And Gareth's smiling. Oh, enough of that. But it's the hope that exactly. you, you would have thought because we could probably go out against Ukraine this week, even though <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. There she, there she just saw like we'll hold it back in. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, it kind of reminded me of a story, right? Because her hair was absolutely stunning when I mm. saw her say, just naturally stunning, right? I mean, she was an attractive girl, and I, and I, and I kind of remember many, many years ago. Um, I mean, one of one of my reputations, right, was that I was I was I had a reputation of being called Scissors Happy. Right? right, because that's because I was always cutting people's hair short, shorter than what they wanted. But that's because I was fearless, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and I was very, very. You were the oh, Bakary Saka of the hair industry. Yeah, I was fearless, right? You know, what I mean, right? If you're going to cut it, I'll cut it. Don't come to me for a trim, you know. Go to, go to somebody else for that, you know what I mean? You yeah. come to me for the first time, you're going to have something different. And and I and this this woman came in, right? She had, again, she had this sort of beautiful, very much like a Julia Roberts kind of cascading long curly hair and everything. And she came with her boyfriend to the salon. This was uh, about Neville Daniel in Sloan Street in in the um, in the eighties, yeah. and um, I, I sort of like introduced myself when it was her. She, obviously, she waited about an hour for me, and um, I, when I sort of said, "Yeah, I sort of introduced myself," and I said, "What are we going to do?" I started putting my fingers through her hair and everything. She I want you to cut it as short as you could cut it without using a clipper, she said to me. I go, cool, wonderful, great. So I get the hair into a ponytail. I just about to cut the whole lot off because no point in cutting, washing hair, you're going to cut off, right? So, you know, you cut the whole lot off and then just get the hair washed. And her boyfriend, who's uh, with with her, came in with her and says to me, mate, don't do it. I said, sorry, mate, but she she wants it. She's my client. She mm. wants me to cut this. Mate, don't do it. And she says to him, Johnny, please don't interfere, right? I said, I said to her, you, you sure about this? She goes, ignore him, she says to me. It says, mate, don't do it. 
I said, mate, look, if you do it right, you're going to get into trouble, says to me. I said to her, look, it's starting to fret me. I'm, I'm not in the mood to cut your hair under, um, under threats to her, right? <laughs> yeah. So she says to him, Johnny, can you fuck off, she says to him, right? You know, really <laughs> shouts, right? Was your heart and, beating at this stage? Well, yeah, I mean, I wanted to cut all their hair off, right? It's this Wally, he's stopping from doing it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, he goes off sheepishly, because mm. obviously he's, he's embarrassed because, you know, big seller, right? And she told him to F off in, in front of like sort of 20 clients and about sort of 30 staff. And anyway, she gets, I get her hair shampooed and everything. I said to her, um, what made you decide to cut your hair off? She said, quite interesting, right? This is psychology. They were watching television the other day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and he was playing with her hair. And he said to her, I really love your hair. Now, she kind of, she thought, he didn't say he loves me, he loves my hair. So if I cut all my hair off, would he still love me? Gotcha. That was a psychology. That was a, that was a thinking. Yeah. And because of my reputation, right, she, 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 she found me and she knew I would do it. And I did it. I never saw her again. Um, they could be married with four or five kids right now, happily married, or they could be divorced. Oh, under the patio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, he could, or he could, he could probably duck there, like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, whatever. But that was her thinking. That was the psychology of it. And anyway, so, like, an, another story, again, on that, um, on that same line, was that there was a woman came to me and uh, again, beautiful long curly hair, and she, she her hair was bad, so below her shoulders, okay. And she came to me, and um, and she wanted to her hair cut off. And again, got the hair, got got the hair into a ponytail, cut the whole lot off, got a shampoo, and same question. I said, you know, what was your inspiration? She said, well, believe it or not, right, I had a haircut last week, and it was down down my back, and I had about four inches cut off. When I went home, I saw like swinging my hair about, thinking like a new woman, and my husband did not notice I had four inches cut off, she said. So by cutting all my hair off, I hope to God he reckon he notices that I had my hair cut. <laughs> yeah, create impact, right? That's right. You know, so it stood you it stood you well over the, the, the course of time, right? You know, to to be risky when it when well, it comes. It. And this is what well, this was it, what you was telling me, Daniel used to um tell you right all the time that's right don't that's listen right. To the, I, I, don't listen to the client just do what you think is right I, you know my reputation you know I, I, I got that reputation you know people found I never saw them again you know yeah. these haircuts are one-offs all right they're literally but it, it must have been very very liberating for the client though so you had a, you had a huge impact on that client you know so of course yeah, in the industry and yeah, yeah and this good. is what you know, which is, goes to my dog walking, right? Um, mm. There's two women that I've seen just lately. And if you actually saw going to my website, um, Jamie Hedges, I, I actually did a couple of blogs, right, um, mm. in the, during the lockdown where I actually did say, right, you, you know, when, when the whole lockdown is eased, all right, you've got to look at the world through a different eye. And a different eye means a different hairstyle. All right, because you can't keep the deal the same as same old and thinking the world's changed when you know what you're still the same person, right? Yeah. And, and this these two women that I saw see, right, they both had their haircuts, all really short. And, and I said to the first one, right, I don't even know her name to prosecute you. I can't even I don't know her name. All I know, right, she's got a schnauzer, schnauzer dog. That's all I know, right? Hmm. Which, you know, my two always barks at when, they, when they see each other. And I said, when would you do it? She says to me, I always wanted my hair cut short, she said. I always wanted my hair cut short. And I decided, if I don't do it now, I never will do it. And I said to her, bravo you. Right? Bravo you, well done you. And I said to her, right? Now, she she didn't really, she did that, doesn't know I'm a hairdresser or, 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 or of such, so we, we left it at that. And, and then a day later, I saw another woman. And she's not as friendly as the other woman. Is she has a, a Wadamara? I saw that Wadamara dogs. I can't pronounce it, but you know what I mean. No, and, not um, so. I, and I saw her. And I said to her, "Wow, you look very different." She said, 
thank you. I'm glad you noticed because my husband hasn't noticed it. I said, what made you do it? She says, well, you know what? I used to always have short hair. Then when I got married, I just decided to have it long. And, and I thought, you know what? I just want to cut out my hair up again. And she did. But she said, thank you for noticing. Yeah. Now, so there you go. This is a lesson to husbands, right? Yeah. Take you more know, notice. And, and how many times right, have you come across women, right? And we're talking about an era where women are strong now, women are independent, women are confident, women are self-sufficient, sovereign, all that lot, right? Mm. So they're on their own two feet, okay? How many times have you heard them say, but my husband wouldn't like my hair short? How many mm. times have you heard that? Which is contradictory to what exactly what they want. They want independence, mm. they want freedom, freedom to express themselves, etc., etc. But yet when it comes to cutting their hair short, they will say, my husband doesn't like my hair cut short. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Doesn't make sense to me. So, no, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a lesson to husbands out there that are not, not um, hairdressers and wouldn't know these things, you know. Um, compliment well, your do, missus. Compliment yeah, that's right. her. Do, do, do you Even if she your, hasn't I'm, had anything done, use the classic like, have you done something different with your hair? And if they right. go... Yes, I have. I'm so you say, yeah, it looks amazing. That's it. It's you make details, them, you lift details. them up and feel, make them feel amazing. And uh, yeah, we all we all like to feel amazing, right? We all like to be complimented every so often. Anyway, Joe, um, we're 47 minutes in. I'm looking to wrap up now. I just want to ask you because obviously you're my London correspondent. Uh, okay. Saturday there was another huge um, anti-lockdown protest in London. Uh, now, tens and tens of thousands rate, of people. Uh, lots of aerial footage, uh, all of Oxford Street from one length to the other, full of people. Um, I didn't hear about it on the on the news. Did you? Actually, they, they, actually, that, that, that's actually true. Actually, the BBC, ITV, the, the main main news, they did not they did not cover it at all. Hmm. But why do you think that is? Well, they don't want to. They don't want to let people out there know that there's other people that have the same feelings as them, to, that lockdowns are futile and, and all of that stuff. So I don't know. I don't know why they're not, because it, it goes against the narrative of, you know, COVID, doesn't it? You know, I don't think they well, want to shine any light on it. What was it? What's the song? The, t the revolution will not be televised, Joe. They are... Look, 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 can you hear this? Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear that, yeah. You know my brother Ali? Yes. He was there, right? Ah, gotcha. And it was actually, because apparently Glastonbury should have been on that weekend. Right. Yeah, so, so there was a lot of dancers, was, there's a lot of dancers, a lot of ravers. Yeah, so exactly. So they actually used the COVID march, uh, the anti-lockdown thing, right, to actually have a big rave in central London. Perfect. Beautiful. All right. You know yeah, because I mean? so you sent me that link, but I couldn't see it because obviously your brother's uh, got private Instagram, so I couldn't actually see the. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Well, that, that's that's exactly where he was, and that's right. exactly what they were doing, mate. They were off their bloody heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you know, it looked like it looked like it was fun. It looked like it all passed off without incident. You can imagine if there was incident, we would have all heard about it on the news. Well, there was incident you know because they left the raw rubbish behind, mate. Well, you know, listen, these yeah, people, I mean, London, London's been empty for a year. I suppose the bin men have got to have something to do. That is know. true. Jesus. Well, no, I don't know, but I don't know. I mean, it's all like the uh, extinct rebels, rebellion, they're still living yeah. their mess around. Yeah, so what well, do you think with that yeah. woman, Dad, who got arrested in uh, Tour de France? With uh, a placard? No, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that story. Yeah, yeah sure. It was big news, though. There was that woman who... Um, she, no, she you, was listen, still... you watch legacy media all the time, mate. I don't watch any of that. So when you say it was big news, I've not seen it anywhere, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, no, they were, yeah. really sorry. There was that... Uh, there was Tour de France, right? There was Peloton, whatever, right? There was a woman with a placard, you know, on mm. the edge, right? She was obviously protesting or advertising something. Mm. And one of the cyclists clattered into it, mm. all right? And he fell... And everybody behind him fell. 60 cyclists. And wow. there's about 13 injuries. Complete. Ow. The whole session was completely wiped out. Wow. The whole thing. At your own risk. One. Sport hurts. You know, go hard well, or go home. People should be protesting, right? You know, I mean, it's sports, right? There should be politics in sports, I believe, anyway. Well, you know... Well, make sure you take the knee before the uh, England-Ukraine <laughs> game. Um, 
on uh, Saturday night. So give me a give me a prediction, mate. I mean, your predictions so far this tournament have been disgustingly awful. Disgusting. I know. I actually think the um, I think England will win. Actually, they will win. Okay. They should win. I'm going to go for a tight one all after extra time. I think they're going to put us real, really through the ringer. I think this is the first game that England have had to travel abroad for. You know, so essentially it's an away fixture, so they haven't got the creature comforts of being at Wembley and all of that stuff. I think the location is going to be more of a test than the actual, you know, the whole. And and like I say, I can't get as enthusiastic about this tournament. There's just something that's there's something that I can't. Get all in behind the the England team. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the the nonsense behind BLM and all of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it's the yeah. fact that you know you got triggered the other other day about oh all the celebrities that have got to the gone to the game, but real fans like you couldn't get a ticket to go to the game. You know, I don't know if it's a bit of that. You know, the fact that there, there is. It, it's exactly I, I, you know again right. You know, the, the real football fans. Well, only a month ago, I right, were praising UEFA and the FA, right, and, yeah. and, and criticising the um, football club owners for being greedy. Exactly. And yeah, and, yeah the hypocrisy is there to be seen. Yeah, really. it's it really is. to everyone. Yeah. All right then, mate. Well, look, let's okay. wrap up today's show. Where can people right. find you? On Twitter, on Joe Mehmet H, and yeah. Salonomics on Telegram. Okay. And please get in touch. I like I like to hear sort of like um, some feedback. It'd be great. Sure, and not just from the people on your that you stalk on your dog walks. <laughs> on my dog, no, oh, yeah, my two dogs are um, my two dogs. They're celebrities <laughs> in their own little right. Yeah, um, check the back door. Uh, make sure Joe hasn't left his dog there. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, um, Bitcoin. Do, keep buying Bitcoin. I'm just gonna. I'm cracking on. The sun's out today. Um, I'm like we're ten days into like into the new house, so I've I've kind of done all the chores I can kind of do. Um, so yeah, I, I start work. I start doing hair again tomorrow. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. it should be good, but um, but yeah. You know what, right? I'm, I'm so waiting for the weather. I mean, I could the weather's quite nice today, but my wife's not here, right? I really don't want to come. I could have sort. I really want to take my bike out, my my Ducati, mm. right? Uh, to come mm. and see you. But mm. I, I really don't want to sort of do it today, just in case something happens to me, right? There's no one. Oh, like breaks down again. Well, you know, or no, but, that? you know, if whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not worried about breaking down because I know I come out. But if something happens to me or the bike, like you know, what I mean, they, no one will look after the two dogs, something. So, when, well, when you do that next time, time you do that, we'll do a podcast from the studio, from my studio. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I would definitely want to come up we'll and see together you together in the same room. Yeah, that'd be that'd yeah, be exactly. interesting. All right then, yeah, mate. Well, look, take care of yourself. Um, you too, regards. Yeah, and uh, yeah, come on, England. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. Christmas is... No, but football's it's coming. Cr- oh, get stuff. <laughs> right, see you later, mate. Yeah. Okay, take care.